I am so excited to tell you that I'm finally reopening the doors to my Partnerships Masterclass course, which is absolutely everything you need to confidently build successful partnerships. And successful partnerships unlock an entirely untapped revenue stream for your business through sponsorships, while collaborative partnerships can see you reaching hundreds of thousands of potential customers without monetary spend. So they have the power to both make you money via a whole new revenue stream for your business and save you money with your marketing activity, which is so awesome. I have run this course quite exclusively in the past with really small cohorts of business owners, agency owners, and marketers. So I would say it's incredibly valuable if you're one of these three types of fabulous people looking to build a partnership skill set and revenue stream, or you're looking to offer partnerships as a service to your clients. This course is the most accessible way you can work with me personally as well. And while you have a lifetime access to the course content and obviously lifetime access to the skills and relationships you build as part of this course, you're also really not thrown in the deep end at all because I keep the cohort small on purpose so that you get that mentorship and support from me throughout the whole thing. So we're going to get you so excited about the opportunities ahead for your business, super clear on your growth strategy and how you're going to build meaningful and pivotal relationships. It's going to be so good. And doors open on the 11th of August. They're only open for 10 days though. So make sure you're on the wait list so that you don't miss out. We're actually kicking the cohort off on um, August 22nd. So immediately after the doors open, pretty much <laughs> the course begins and the doors are closed again. So you want to be on that wait list so that you don't miss out. I'll put the link in the show notes so you can access that. And you'll also nab some wait list bonuses as well if you're on there. So I can't wait to see you there. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I'll let you get into the episode now. Hello and welcome to Stop, Collaborate and Listen. We are a podcast about marketing, collaboration and business and we're brought to you by Collabasaurus.com, the matchmaker for brands. Hey, hey everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Stop, Collaborate and Listen. I am your host, Jess Rufus, and I'm the founder of Collabasaurus. If you haven't checked them out or us out, (laughs) um, today I want to cover a topic that I'm sure is all too familiar um, in terms of an internal battle you probably face running a business or working in a marketing team trying to grow a brand, and that is competitors. So what you might find is that you experience an emotional rise when a competitor reaches a level of success or achieves a a win, or perhaps someone else in business, you know, who isn't even a competitor of yours is making you feel this way. So in this episode, I'm going to cover off a few tips for dealing with competitors, both emotionally and strategically. So let's get into it. Tip number one is to consciously set time aside to observe and analyze competitors. So everyone is super different here, um, but I'm of the belief that you need to be in the right headspace before having a look-see at competitors. And stick to your own lane, that quote is some of the best business advice around. I would say if you're opening Instagram every day and you're confronted with competitor social media posts in front of your face every day that's making you feel like crap, that is absolutely not healthy and also leads to copycat stuff, which, you know, could be completely unconscious, which is not okay either. So my advice here would be to unfollow those accounts. 
However, occasionally analyzing competitors from a strategic standpoint is a really great exercise. You just have to kind of be in the right headspace and do it with the right questions in mind. You know, you don't want to be opening Instagram every day and seeing competitor posts where you're kind of caught off guard and you're starting the day off it from not a good place. <laughs> Instead, you should kind of set time aside maybe once a quarter, every six months or once a month or whatever it is, and ask a couple of key questions. You know, go to those accounts consciously and be looking for a particular thing specifically. And you could ask questions like, you know, if I were this competitor looking at us, what would I do to compete against us? And this is like a self-sabotage exercise, which can work super well. You can also ask, what's great about us to the point that competitor XYZ would want to be us or buy us? And then why would a customer choose competitor X? Is this something that we could better in our own business? And then a really good question to ask as well is if one thing or one business, you know, we were to swoop in tomorrow and completely cannibalize our market, rendering us as a business completely useless, what would that be? And why aren't we doing that thing as a business? So what I do for Collabosaurus, and it's actually something that I really love doing because I've turned the competitor stuff into an inspiration sort of Uh, frame of mind. And this is to look at brands in completely different industries from me doing completely different things, but who are attracting our target market and then unpack what it is that's making them so cool and engaging and try and adopt that um, into Collabosaurus and our own marketing and our own, you know, company structure. So we're a marketing software platform, but I look at things, you know, in the beauty industries, at agencies, at media or blogs, at food companies. I have my favorite brands that I absolutely adore and respect for their different attributes and see if I can reshape these strategies in a software or marketing sense. So it's not really competitive because it's from, you know, I'm taking inspiration from completely different industry spaces altogether rather than watching competitor stuff all the time and getting, you know, disheartened or accidentally copycatting because I can't remember where I got a particular idea or inspiration from. Tip number two is that sometimes lines are crossed, but don't let this damage your brand no matter what side you're on. So when it comes to copycat stuff, this absolutely sucks and it's not okay. I've seen Small freelancers get ripped off by big businesses. I've seen small businesses rip off other small businesses. I've seen this happen completely unconsciously as well. And a really great example of uh, one of these is actually uh, Primark Invasia. I think that's how you say the brand name, Veja. Um, this was on Young Folks Digital's Instagram the other day. And I loved that as an example because the way Veja handled the Primark ripoff of their sneaker was really clever. They immediately went to social media and they were just like, you know, yes, it looks the same, but here's why we're better. We, you know, manufacture with ethical practices. We use organic cotton, et cetera, et cetera. So they really used it to their advantage. And things like Zara and the small artist brands being ripped is another great example of how big businesses or any business doing, you know, ripoff content can be seriously damaged um, from a brand perspective. So usually what typically happens with this kind of thing is that your customers will call it out and 
if they don't, then you absolutely need to if you're the one being ripped off. So I would definitely say this definitely happens unintentionally all the time, but it is your job to ensure it doesn't happen to you and that you're not ripping other companies off and that other companies aren't ripping you off. And if you wanted to check out more stuff around IP boundaries, I absolutely love Fee from Girl Friday IP. You can check her out on Instagram. She's got a ton of content around intellectual property that's worth checking out if that is something that is perhaps worrying you from that competitor landscape uh, standpoint. Tip number three is getting into emotional reaction. So that is to identify the emotion before you can deal with it. So I recently had a conversation with my boyfriend about the difference between stress and anxiety and how they often feel very similar in the body, but they're incredibly different at their core. And so, for example, we started talking about how stress has a specific cause and you know, something in particular is directly sparking that stress and stress can be dealt with by doing the thing. Whereas anxiety is more fear, worry, or concern of some uncertain outcome in contrast. So I believe a similar thing needs to happen when dealing with your emotional relationship with competitors or individuals who potentially aren't even competing against you, who for some reason make you feel competitive. Um, So this comes down to a conscious effort to kind of identify why you react in a certain way and you need to really kind of take a step back and examine your own reaction. So for me personally, after a ton of digging deep to figure out why on earth I had an emotional pang every time a business friend of mine would let me know about their wins, I figured out that it actually wasn't anything to do with animosity or jealousy at all that was presenting itself. And it was more guilt than anything. Guilt that I felt as though I hadn't worked hard enough in comparison to my friend. So that's a total projection. (laughs) Um, And remember that you can't control what others do at all, but you can control your reaction. And usually instinctually, we react in a way that projects our own fears, our own insecurities and experiences. And it's important to understand why you react in a certain way. Tip number four is after you have identified those emotions and why you feel a certain way is to really tap back into your value. So this is a really great way to get motivated, step back into the you know, confidence around your brand and what you're doing. Um, and if you're not feeling good enough in the competitive landscape, get, the head, get in the headspace to answer you know, these four questions. And typically what I do is I'll open my notes app in my phone and I'll do this occasionally, either read back what I wrote last time or I rewrite out answers to these questions again. And that is number one, here's what I do. Number two, here's who I am for. Number three is here's how I can help customers. Um, Oh, I skipped to four. (laughs) Number three is here's how I can help customers. Number four is a deep dive into what makes me better than XYZ and what's my unique value proposition. Doing this is almost like getting a mantra in place to kind of help you get back on track and stop focusing on competitors and instead stepping into what makes you so valuable in the competitive landscape to your customers. 
Tip number five is collaboration over competition, of course. So I have a funny story for you guys, and that is podcast related. I needed the Spotify podcast link to stop, collaborate, and listen. So I went onto Spotify, I searched stop, collaborate, and listen, and it turns out there's another podcast with the exact same name as ours um, that had launched like a week ago or something like that when I found it. Um, and Collabosaurus, the stop, collaborate, and listen podcast, this one that you're listening to has been going now for just over a year. So I was really surprised to see that there was a podcast with the exact same name that had just launched. So what I did is I did some little online stalking and found out that she was equally obsessed with collaboration um, as me. She was based in LA. Her name's Bailey Hancock and she is a collaboration consultant. So she works one-on-one with brands to develop a collaboration strategy. And it made so much sense for us to connect because while the immediate gut reaction was, oh my gosh, that's a competitor, of course, it makes so much sense for us to collaborate because what we're actually doing is more complementary than competitive. Just because we're both interested in the topic of collaboration doesn't mean we're, you know, scrambling to compete for customers. That's not the case at all. Um, We have similar, you know, similar target markets, similar audiences, but we offer completely different things just of the same theme. So it makes so much sense for us to collaborate and help each other out. And so what we've done is we've done podcasts together. We're about to do an event in LA together. We're going to do Facebook lives and Instagram content and all this kind of stuff together. And what could have been a really competitive relationship, we've both approached from a collaboration standpoint and made it work for both of us. And you can absolutely do this too. So make sure that the competitors that you're looking at um, aren't just, you know, maybe seemingly competitors that actually have really complementary skill sets or complementary products and services, in which case you absolutely should be looking at collaborating with them. And if you need ideas as to how to get started on collaboration, I've included in the show notes, which you can just sort of swipe up on this episode, to click through to the free ideas and strategy generator, which basically is two clicks and it generates a ton of ideas personalized to your business. Otherwise, if you want to find some really great collaboration partners, of course, go check out Collabosaurus. Um, But that's it from the tips from me. I'm going to run through those again really quickly now. Tip number one was to consciously set time to observe and analyze competitors and unfollow all those ones that you're getting blasted with every day on Instagram. Number two is to sometimes lines get crossed, but don't let this damage your brand no matter what side of this crossed line you're on. Number three is to identify the emotion you get when dealing with competitors before you can deal with it. Number four is to tap back into your value. And number five is collaboration over competition. Definitely look to collaborate rather than compete. There's plenty of room for all of us in the business landscape. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love that you guys continue to listen to the Stop, Collaborate and Listen podcast. It makes me so happy. Um, I love seeing that you're sharing it on Instagram as well. So if you wanted to screenshot this uh, episode and share it across Instagram, just make sure that you tag at Collabosaurus so that we can say a massive thank you. Um, But thanks for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.